Well, you know, the sad thing is that Sand Creek is only one of many massacres and atrocities that happened. And, and you mentioned how do we bring it out of history books. Well, they're not in the history books. You know, so we have to write those history books so we can speak about those things and, and write about how those things have carried on into modern-day society. Uh, speak about how this country has, you know, based their laws and legislation and and their direction by not telling the true history, you know, uh, based on lies, based on, you know, the fabrications, based on untruths. And yet the foundation of this country was built on that. Well, what would it be like if the truth was actually told and that the foundation of this country was based and built upon truth? You know, what would it look like today? And that's what I'd like to see, you know. What would it look like? Well, Kirsten Wilson, so much of your work, certainly with Rocks Karma Arrow, has been to shine a light on things that, as Ray has said, are excluded from the history books, one of them being the legacy of Sand Creek and what that meant for the founding of Boulder. What are your thoughts on that in terms of the absence of this type of history from the history books, certainly the ones that we're teaching in schools? Well, I think it's extremely dangerous that we're not talking about this history um, on a regular um, and as part of our regular cultural reflections on who we are. And the ramifications of that is if we were, the Sand Creek Massacre was very much, um, uh, the studies have just come out on Governor um, Evans and what he was doing at that time. And it was very much about land and money and um, wealth that could be brought by being able to move the railroads through this territory. This was Arapaho and Cheyenne land by U.S. treaty. And unless Evans knew unless he could get rid of the Arapaho and Cheyenne, he would not be able to make the huge amount of wealth he knew could be made in Colorado by building railroads. And because we have not been honest about the real stakes of um, settling, uh, conquering, of taking over this territory, um, the, those issues are still alive today. We're still, still dealing with people... Um, big business, in the name of big business, devastating the environment, um, destroying um, people. And if we had been articulate, if we could get more articulate about the history of um, the level of genocide that was we were willing to commit in the name of getting railroads, but we said it was about something else, but in the name of railroads, then maybe we wouldn't be fighting these battles out today, which are very much about, will our children have safe drinking water? Or will we have... Um, gas and oil companies telling us what is safe and appropriate. Will we have um, a community that can live together across differences, or will we continuing to project that certain people are a danger um, if they really are just a danger to the status and the status and financial sectors that be? So getting articulate about our history is extremely important for the conversations that so many people in Boulder think are very important today. So these are woven together. So I hope they will come and learn about the Sand Creek Massacre and what we did um, in the founding of Boulder because I think it'll help people be clear about what we need to be not only in right relationship um, with the Native peoples of this land who are fighting not only for Native American rights but also a lot of these rights like environmental change. Um, uh, so these, these, these fights of justice are wrapped together and unless we get articulate about all of this in our history, we're going to have a hard time moving forward um, for our shared survival, I think.
Ray Ramirez, what, what do you see as the legacy of the Sand Creek Massacre and the fact that it has been ignored or rewritten in the history books and, and absent from history, the history books? Well, I think, you know, uh, you know, as we commemorate the 150 years of that massacre, you know, only now are we really starting to talk about it. You know, it's taken 150 years. And this is something Chief Niwot way back when tried to do. You know, he tried to engage uh, white people into conversations, uh, teach them, you know, what Native people were all about, you know, what the indigenous people of these lands were all about so we could all live in harmony. But nobody would listen. And here we are 150 years later, finally we're starting to, to talk. You know, finally we're starting to, to look at one another and, and ask questions. Um, you know, hopefully this is just the beginning of, of Chief Niwat's, I guess, dream and, and what he was trying to accomplish. And maybe by the time we celebrate 200 years, maybe we'll be there. Maybe. I hope.